Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is the BDO Financial Wellness Podcast, and I'm your host, Tara Bellio. I'm going to start this episode off by asking you a question. Did you receive government assistance or benefits to help you survive the financial impact of COVID-19? If you answered yes, you are not alone. Literally millions of Canadians received the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, better known as CERB, and once CERB ended, many people transitioned to the new Employment Insurance, or EI. There's a long list of pandemic benefits that people accessed in 2020, and many benefits that they continue to access in 2021. There's no question that the tax implications for COVID-19 benefits will be confusing and stressful for a lot of households, especially those households that are still trying to get by on reduced income, living paycheck to paycheck, or facing heavy debt. What if you can't afford to pay the taxes you owe on the government benefits? Or what if you receive serve payments mistakenly, even though you weren't eligible? I had the pleasure of sitting down with Nancy Snedden, BDO Licensed Insolvency Trustee, to get her thoughts and expert advice on navigating these financial challenges. Tax time is always a little stressful, no matter who you are and what your financial situation is. So Nancy, will you start by talking about how filing your taxes can affect your debt? Sure, Tara, no problem. So, you know, when it comes to tax time, you're right, it's always a stressful time, no matter what your income level is, because, you know, there are different tax brackets for what you're going to owe tax, but it doesn't change that everyone will need to uh, pay tax and may end up owing tax uh, at this time of year. So it is always stressful. So it's always important to consider, I guess, first, what goes into your tax filing and make sure you're including all your sources of income so that you're calculating it properly to know what you may owe. And I think the impact that filing your taxes can have on your debt is if you do owe taxes and you're unable to pay it in a lump sum, you're now needing to include a monthly payment plan with Revenue Canada to make that payment in addition to the debt payments that you already have. And many people will say, you know, I I owe taxes, I I can't pay them, so I'm not going to file it right now. That's a mistake. You really want to make sure that even if you can't afford to pay the lump sum sum on your taxes, that you are filing your taxes on time because you want to avoid the interest and and penalties that come along with not filing those on time. And they're they're quite substantial. So, you know, you're going to pay 5% on any balance owing just for filing late. That is increased by 1% per month that you're late filing. So it, it can add up very, very quickly. And always, of course, so important to make sure that you file your taxes if you're able to access government benefits. So t- things like child tax benefit, uh, income supplement for seniors, uh, GST credits, all those things are only going to be available to you if you file your taxes. So super important to make sure that you do that. So Nancy, will you discuss why, you know, avoid like paying taxes late or not getting your child back uh, tax benefit or child be- Canada child benefit, for example, is so important for people with affordability issues or debt challenges? Well, many people rely on those forms of income uh, to, to make their monthly budget work, right? Especially now when, when we're in, in the pandemic and people in some cases are on a reduced income because they're re- working reduced hours or they've been laid off or whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. things like child tax benefit become even more important if they weren't already to planning your monthly budget and being able to make sure you're meeting your, your monthly commitments. So any delay in receiving those can have a, a, you know, a detrimental impact uh, to your family. And is there a a calculator or something that can help people estimate what they may owe in April? 
Absolutely. There's many online calculators and tools available. We have some tools available on our Debt Solutions website. Revenue Canada and the FCAC would also have tools available on their websites for you to try to figure that out. That's great. So a great number of people who received COVID-19 government benefits like CERB, EI, and CRB continue to deal with financial challenges like reduced affordability and large debt loads. Any uncertainty or confusion about how much tax they'll owe on these benefits will certainly cause emotional and financial stress for a lot of Canadian households. So before we discuss what debt solutions are available for people who may not be able to pay their taxes, could you review the COVID-19 government benefits that are taxable? Absolutely. There were several benefits available to uh, the government. They changed throughout the course of, of the pandemic. But I guess the one to start would be, would be the Canada Emergency Response Benefit. That certainly was the one that was most popular. It's the one that started right out of the gate when the, the pandemic hit. And we had those stay-at-home orders uh, being issued. So if you lost your job and your income was reduced or you know, if you had to stay at home uh, to help take care of your family, CERB was offered as a income support to you. It was $2,000 a month or $500 a week every four weeks, and you could get that for up to 28 weeks. So it began uh, between March 15th, or sorry, began on March 15th, and it went through until uh, September 26th of 2020. And the total you could apply for was $14,000. Now, that number is important for a couple of reasons. Um, the basic uh, tax credit, I guess, for individuals with Revenue Canada is 13229 for 2020. So okay. if you receive the full amount to serve at 14000 you're now actually, you've received income above that personal threshold, which means you will have some tax payable. Okay. Where it's going to become a problem for people, though, is if you had income over and above the CERB, so if you worked prior to receiving the CERB, if you worked after receiving the CERB, that's going to put your income at a different threshold. And because the government did not withhold taxes on CERB, you're likely going to have a tax bill. If you haven't set money aside, that may become a problem for you. That so is probably the best explanation I've heard. That. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the next one will be the Simplified Employment Insurance Program. So that started when CERB ended. So that would have started September 27th. And the, goal, the government rolled out this new EI program to replace CERB because we knew, or the government knew at that time, of course, that people were still going to need some financial support because we were still in the midst of this pandemic. So the minimum, minimum benefit was $400 a week, and recipients got that for at least 26 weeks of regular benefits. Okay. So the advantage of this program, though, is that you're still eligible for it, even if you did receive other income. So similarly to ER, you can get you can supplement that and still uh, receive those benefits. You can mm -hmm. keep 50% of this additional income, up to 90% of the weekly insurable earnings used to calculate your EI benefit amount. And the other important thing um, with this new program is that they are withholding tax on these amounts only at 10%, though. So you're still going to want to, you know, estimate your total income and look at if you should be putting money aside because you may owe uh, taxes based on those earnings as well. Okay. The other one is the Canada Recovery Benefit. So when the government launched the Simplified EI program, they also rolled out this benefit program. And it was meant for people who were, you know, were operating the gig economy or they were self-employed and therefore they didn't qualify for the Simplified EI program. Mm -hmm. So these recipients were receiving $400 a week for up to 26 weeks. However, you will have to pay back 50 cents for every dollar in net income that you earned over 38 
$8,000. That excludes the amount you received from the uh, Canada Recovery Benefit Program. So okay. I know that that can be really confusing and it, it is confusing for many people who are applying for these benefits. So as an example, let's say that you've got CRB payments and you have whatever income you've made. So you've got CRB and you've made up to 38,000 a year in net income. You don't have to pay back the CRB, but then say you made 45,000 in net income and mm -hmm. you got CRB you'd be $7,000 over that $38,000 threshold. So because of that, you'd be reimbursing 50% of that net income you earned over and above the 38. So you're going to be paying that the $3,500. That makes sense. So there's a couple of others, of course, that uh, the government has out there. One is the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit, and the last one being the uh, Canada Recovery Caregiving Benefit. So these two um, are if you couldn't work due to COVID-19, whether employed or self-employed, and don't have a paid sick leave program, or you're, you, you have to miss work because you're taking care of someone um, with COVID-19. So they provide for $500 per household, not per person, with regards to the caregiving benefit. Uh, with the sickness benefit, it would be $500 per individual that is sick, because you're applying for it as an individual versus a household. Um, CRA is also withholding tax on those, but again, it's at a 10% threshold. So depending on your level of income for the entire year and what tax bracket you fall into, you may still end up owing uh, taxes after receiving those benefit amounts. And I guess the final one is the Canada Emergency Student Benefit. So this benefit actually closed uh, on September 30th of 2020, but it was for uh, post-secondary students and recent high school or post-secondary graduates. Applicants got $1,250 for a four-week period up to a maximum of 16 weeks. Mm -hmm. That program went from May 10th to August 29th. So if they had dependents or had a disability, they could receive as well an additional $750 for that uh, four-week period. But it was, it was not taxed at source. So okay. similar to the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, uh, students who receive this money, they're going to want to see you know, the income they had prior to, the income they received after, and um, they may end up owing taxes if they haven't set money aside or they're over that sort of 13229 income threshold. Okay, so what should people do if they want to know what they owe? What if they can afford to see an accountant? Is there nonprofit tax assistance for people with a low income? There are many organizations actually across the country that set up tax clinics. So I would um, you know, ask your city and see if there's any clinics that are set up in your city that they're aware of. The other important source for people would be CPA Canada or okay. their provincial CPA Institute. All the CPA institutes in the country do have tax clinics for low income and seniors. So uh, you do have to sign up for them uh, and it is by appointment. They're not walk-in clinics for the most part, mm -hmm. but reach out if you need some support in following your taxes and find out if you qualify. Great, thank you for that. So Nancy, let's talk more about the Canada Emergency Response Benefit, better known as SERP. According to federal figures, 8.9 million Canadians received SERP. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners are concerned about the effect of SERP on their tax situation. Inevitably, there are people who receive SERP overpayments and some who receive SERP payments even though they weren't eligible. For anyone who has received those payments, uh, 
has received, sorry, SERB repayment notices from CRA or who believe they may have to make SERB repayments, what steps do you advise they take? So, you know, regardless of whether you can pay the debt or not, as I said, it's important to reach out to Revenue Canada. Communication is always going to be the first step. You need to speak with them, acknowledge that you understand you have this debt, and try to come to a payment arrangement with them. In most cases, Revenue Canada will work out a payment arrangement with you that you can afford, especially in these uncertain times with the pandemic. Uh, my understanding in, in the media that I've seen and, and the press releases and, and stuff that I've read is that, you know, Revenue Canada is going to try to work with individuals on this. Um, important to note, though, that they will still be taking collection efforts as they do with any other debt at some mm -hmm. point in the future. They're not doing them as of today, but they it is debt that would qualify for those collection efforts. So they can garnish your wages, they can uh, place liens on, on your assets, uh, and they're one of the only creditors that is able to garnish sources of income like EI and pensions and, and that kind of thing. So uh, even pension income is not out of uh, the purview of Revenue Canada when it comes to uh, collection efforts. Okay. So if if you come to the point where you you know you can't come to an arrangement that's affordable to you with Revenue Canada, or you come to the arrangement but you you know you get down the road and, and you're finding that it's it's not manageable and you actually are still struggling to meet that payment commitment in addition to the other commitments that you have, talk mm -hmm. to a licensed insolvency trustee about your situation. I mean, it never hurts to have a free initial no obligation consultation with a licensed insolvency trustee. At least then you're going to know what your options are, whether or not you avail of those options at that time or at a future date, you're, you're making an informed decision about what the best course of action is for you. And what about self-employed workers? So for self-employed workers, you know, it, there was a minimum threshold in net income that they had to meet in order to qualify. So your net income had to be a minimum of $5,000 for the 12 months preceding the pandemic. Now, as with most uh, self-employed individuals, you know, you're putting through your business expenses to reduce the amount of tax that you're going to have payable on your income. That is, you know, under the law, it's under the rules of the Income Tax Act, it's, you know, you're fully eligible to do that. One uh, thing that they may want to talk to their tax accountant about is, does it make sense to file an amended uh, tax return? so that you can meet that $5,000 requirement. Now, it may or may not make sense. You're definitely gonna wanna get professional advice from your tax accountant on whether it does make sense for you to, to take that option. But you're then gonna weigh the, the interest and penalties and tax you may owe on that additional income due to the amendment versus the repayment amount uh, under SERB. Great. So for those people who owe taxes on SERP income or must repay SERP payments, what should they do if they can't repay what they owe by the tax deadline? So as we as we said, Terry, you're still going to want to make sure you're making the filing if, and contact Revenue Canada to make payment arrangements, um, knowing that you can't make the lump sum at the tax deadline, but you want to avoid those interest and penalties. If you're unable to do that, um, you know, reach out to a licensed insolvency trustee, like I said, to find out what your options are. It may be that a consumer proposal is the right option for you because income tax debt is a debt that's covered by a consumer proposal. It may mean that a bankruptcy filing is the best way to eliminate that tax debt. But reaching out to the licensed insolvency trustee will help you figure out what the best path forward is. 
And is there any other advice that you could give to somebody who's in this situation before we close? (laughs) You know, knowledge is power. So rather than sitting and worrying about uh, how you're going to be able to pay back this money, if you have to pay back this money, um, what the the impact is going to be to your finances if you're unable to to pay back this money. If you have other debt, and that's what you're really struggling with is, how am I going to manage to pay the debt I currently have in addition to repaying this CERB or the tax that is now due on, on these government benefits? And the best way to relieve that stress is to have a conversation. So if you want to do some research online, I always recommend that, you know, that's a good first step because then you're you're educating yourself a little bit, but you're also then equipped to know what are the questions you want to ask when you do sit down with someone to talk about your personal financial situation. There's some great knowledge uh, building tools on the internet. As I said, the FCAC has a great website that you can visit. We have a lot of information on our debtsolutions.video.ca site, a lot of blogs around CERB and and tax repayment as well that would be beneficial uh, as an educational tool. But nothing can can take away uh, the importance of meeting with someone who's a professional who can talk to you about your specific situation so you know exactly what the impact is for you and your family. Thank you so much again, Nancy. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks, you're my pleasure. I want to thank BDO License Insolvency Trustee Nancy Snedden for joining me today and you for listening. For more financial wellness podcasts, along with videos, debt management resources, tools, and expert advice, visit our website, debtsolutions.bdo.ca. And remember, we are here to help you turn the page on debt.